Introduction to Christian Non-Resistance This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction to Christian Non-Resistance in All Its Important Bearings, Illustrated and Defended, by Aidan Ballou. To the Reader The accompanying work on Christian Non-Resistance, by Aidan Ballou, has been reprinted verbatim from the American edition, with the exception of some abbreviations in two of the chapters. The passages omitted are in relation to the bearing of the question on human governments, and, having more especial reference to the Constitution and circumstances of the United States, do not appear to be of general application. It has therefore been deemed best, for the sake of reducing the size of the volume, to suppress them in this edition. We have been impressed with the excellency of the matter contained in the work, and with the sound scriptural arguments of the talented author on this highly important question, and we trust the present edition, which has been got up for the purpose of disposal at cost price, without any view to profit, will be generally acceptable to the friends of the peace cause. We have carefully perused the work, and having weighed the sentiments which it contains, desire to express our firm conviction that they are entirely in accordance with pure Christianity, evidently proceeding from a mind richly imbued with love to God and man, desirous of prompting the advancement of the Redeemer's kingdom upon the earth. John Wiggum, Jr. William Miller Edinburgh, 10th of 2nd month, 1848 Preface Here is a little book in illustration and defense of a very unpopular doctrine. The author believes it to be as ancient as Christianity, and as true as the New Testament. But it is a doctrine little understood, and almost everywhere spoken against. He therefore entreats his readers to divest themselves as much as possible of prejudice, and patiently examine what he has here written. He does not expect everyone to be pleased with what he has presented in this volume, not even those who approve of it as a whole but he desires friends and opposers to be candid, just, and generous, to treat the work as they would have one of their own, on any important subject, treated. He wishes no personal strain of panegyric from those who may think well of his treatise. Let all glory be given to the supreme source of wisdom and goodness. On the other hand, he hopes that those who may think ill of it will be manly enough not to condemn it merely on account of its authorship. Let it be approved or condemned solely on its own intrinsic merits or demerits. It is soberly and frankly addressed to the reason, conscience, and higher sentiments of mankind, not to their propensities and lower passions. May it be read and responded to accordingly. The honest inquirer will ask, Is it in accordance with divine truth and righteousness? Search and see. Perhaps the controversial critic will look for its errors, fallacies, inconsistencies, and assailable points. If there are any such, let them be detected and exposed. This ought to be done. But let those who undertake it prove themselves workmen that need not be ashamed. Let them be sure that they understand the subject, that they understand precisely what is contended for in this work, and that they are competent to refute its fundamental positions by good and sufficient arguments. It is so plain, discriminating, and unequivocal in the style of its statements and reasonings, that serious misapprehension or misrepresentation of its meaning will hardly be excusable. 
it does not court controversy but if subjected to it it will be entitled to fair and honourable treatment it is a book for the future rather than the present and will be better appreciated by the public half a century hence than now but a better future is even now dawning and it is needed to help develop the coming age of love and peace a great transition of the human mind has commenced and the reign of military and penal violence must ultimately give place to that of forbearance forgiveness and mercy such a work as this will meet a deep-felt want of many minds scattered up and down christendom so strongly was the author persuaded of this fact by various indications that he felt impelled by a sense of duty to prepare this manual as a supply for that want providentially the worthy friend who assumes the pecuniary responsibility of its publication generously came forward to facilitate the object and thus by a concurrence of effort it has made its appearance it is now sent forth on its mission of reconciliation the author feels a comfortable assurance that the blessing of the most high god will accompany it wherever it goes that it will diffuse light among many that sit in darkness and promote in some humble degree that glorious regeneration of the world for which the good men of all ages have constantly prayed and hoped a b hopedale massachusetts april 1846. End of Introduction